What's up, beautiful people? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of My Life, Not Yours. Wow, I just thought I would do this episode, which is number 70, on a bit of a diary take. And the reason being, something happened to me today, Monday the 5th of June, where I'd heard about a friend who had passed. And it was somebody from my world of athletics who I liked a lot and had only seen three to four months ago. I found it really quite distressing, if I'm honest with you. And I think I need to really look at issues around death still. But my point and my moral of telling you that was we really do need to live life like it is absolutely going to be our last day. And that's easier said than done because I certainly don't. Sometimes I wake up, I don't want to do anything or it feels like it's all work and no play. So I don't know if I'm brutally honest, I cried some serious tears. I cried some serious tears. And another thing that I felt today is I went for my MRI scan, which I told you in my thank you episode just before this one. And I have to say it's Monday and I get the results on Friday. So how am I going to feel about it all? I'm starting to get a bit anxious it's really busy with a client and work but you know what I'm just going to deal with it I'm just going to deal with it I know it's a brain scan neck scan lung chest scan all I can be is grateful for today and like any of you we need to live I need to live I need to look at and see when I step outside my door a world that is living and not hanging around and that I need to be part of that whole thing if that makes sense to you. I did think about booking another holiday today. So I've already booked one, which I'm ticked off my little bucket list because I have this little um, screensaver on my phone, which gives me my mini kind of goals that I want to achieve. And it's really good because when your phone goes into lock, you can see what's on there. And for example, on this screen lock, I've got life partner. I've got, I want this shed workshop. I've got monetize this podcast that you keep looking into or listening to rather. I've got join a cycling group. Tick, that is done. Learn the keyboard. As I said to you, I have visions. I see myself on stage playing keyboard and harmonizing and singing with a group. Recreational, of course, not to make a big buck. I look at that and I saw also on this mood board today, go to Gambia and Senegal. Well, I am not going to see, but I am going to speak to a friend about it this weekend and say, should we lock something in for the winter? Because it's not very far away, people. It's not very far away. And so today, that really concludes my Monday. And I'll be back tomorrow to tell you what Tuesday brings. But I've done my gratitude for the day and I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I've woken up because my friend, will you, may you, please do so, rest in eternal peace. Oh my goodness, I've woken up totally invigorated to start my day. I got into my meditation at half past five and with the gratitude and a healthy dose of exercise, I wonder what you do to boost your day. Remember yesterday I talked about a friend dying, I felt a bit low and I also think about the alcoholics, the drug addicts, the those who sleep rough or sofa surf for the umpteenth night in a row. I've got a lot to be grateful for 
But what do you do to boost your day? What do you do to start your day? Now, some people may say, oh, don't worry about all of that. I just have a cup of coffee and I see what the day brings. Not sure if that's enough for me. I need to have a little bit of a plan. I'll tell you where my plan starts. So today, obviously the meditation, but the night before, I already set an intention. Even if it is, I'm going to exercise and I'm going to do this particular exercise, whether it's go to gym, go on the road or whatever. And I've realised it really works for me. Anyway, that was just my thought for today because I'm feeling super, super invigorated. I may not feel like that later on when I go into the client's office and it's just, it is quite full on, to be honest with you. Uh, Business mentor. I believe that we all need one. And I asked somebody today if they would help me and be a bit of a mentor because I need to make some really tough decisions based on the current climate. I love working for myself, but I realise I need some stability. I can't keep chasing. The other thing I, I thought about is when you set up your own business, it's so different if you are setting up a service-based offering and it's very clean cut to a product-based offering. And for example, I'm going to give her a shout out. Lucy's Ladles, a friend of mine. Thank you, Lucy, for being on my podcast. And well done you. Three years you started Lucy's Ladles and you've just gone from strength to freaking strength. You are an inspiration to so many people and especially me because you've got an offering which is soups, salads and now snacks. You've, you know, you've built that into retreats you cater for. You invested in your business by spending a lot of money on a catering course and you're probably making that back twofold. If not monetarily, satisfaction wise. I I just think it's great. Now me on the other hand, I do marketing and I think a lot of people don't understand that wishy-washy what is it? How do you market a business? And so I've made the decision to actually maybe go into a full-time contract with somebody and what I will do is only work maybe four days a week perhaps and see where that gets me because I think there's certain things I want to land all the time that get like getting paid for bank holidays and I think this bank holiday was tough man. In May in the UK we had four bank holidays. I don't get paid for those everybody else does so you kind of enjoy it a little bit more and I spoke to somebody who said they would be my business mentor and they said do you know what teen I think it's a really good idea. So that's been a good decision made today. And I think also I can be a very planned person. So a friend must have messaged me at 8.30 this morning. I'm recording this in the evening and said, I know it's a bit spontaneous and a little bit late teen, but do you want to do drinks? And halfway through the morning, rather than go back and say yes and then cancel, which I'm very good at, used to be very good at, I've changed that now. I got back to her and I thought I need to just go and have some fun and it was so nice because I hadn't seen her for so long and I was able to offload granted a lot of people can't just do that spontaneous get together but I loved it and had such a lovely time with her and it made me feel really good but how do you feel about getting those impromptu invites is it something whereby if you've got a partner and a family you have to go back and and check and see what's on the agenda for that evening or if your wife or husband or partner or whatever they are says you know we can't do that because 
because of X. In a way, I'm blessed sometimes for singledom because I can make those decisions. And I was feeling tired, but I thought, just do it. What cracked me up though, when I'm going to meet my friend, it's June in the UK as it is everywhere. And it's still not that warm. I think in the daytime, we get blasts of it. But you leave out in the morning like I do about eight o'clock in the morning to go and get a train on two days of the week. And it's cold, man. It's still chilly. And I saw this woman today in this dress that was around her backside. Nothing else down below that. Legs 11 in the middle of the day. And I thought, are you not cold? It was nothing to do that she was, it was nothing to do with her being scantily clad. It was about the coldness. Anyway, it's great. The other thing that's been really good today is having a confidant working alongside me. There's this other consultant working with me on this particular job. And I didn't realise how invaluable it was. He's got more experience than I. And it is a godsend. It really is a godsend. It's interesting. Who do you turn to if you're in a nine to five? Because, you know, work can play a big part of most people's lives that has done with mine. And I have this guy who's great and we can have a little chat and it just feels fabulous. And freelancing or contracting or working for myself, whichever way you want to cut it, has made me realise it can be a lonely freaking place especially if you are coming home to yourself as well so you work by yourself there's no partner and loads of people do it but I don't know if everybody owns their truth on that particular note so today people it's now eight o'clock I'm going to chill because I went out for a quick drink it's only a quick one I'm home already and I'm feeling great and we had a little bit of a nibble and a gossip and so forth and I feel fabulous it's Tara for Tuesday the 6th of Gosh, today really was a little bit special. It's Wednesday the 7th of June. And I've been working at my home away from home, a.k.a. the House of St. Barnabas, my members club, which, you know, I told you aligns with my values in as much as caring and hoping, hoping, helping other people because it helps people who have been homeless and are trying to get back on track. And I got really excited working in there today. I got in there at the crack of dawn and I've been dreaming about it the night before, which is really weird for me that I have these dreams when I've got to do something because I was bringing a colleague in to, to work with me, the same guy that I told you about, the consultant. And I thought, I want to get in there. I want to get a good seat. And it was a fabulous day. And I wore this really great dress, peeps. It was amazing. So much so that I was getting stopped on the street and saying, lovely dress it was pink it was yellow it was orange a little bit of sky blue it was bright and bold from bright and what bright and bold from never fully dressed and I loved it and then I had a lovely lunch with Mark Robinson who has 
been interviewed on my podcast because he set up Prison Radio. And, you know, he's 71, is absolutely fantastic in terms of how he sees himself in life and what he does with it. And going back to how I felt on Monday with a friend who had died, I thought, do you know what? I actually really want to be like Mark and just be busy, 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 busy. He's an all-round fabulous guy. But again, the weather today has been so cantankerous chilly morns blistering well maybe not actually pretty hot-ish afternoons and then chilly evenings so when I leave the house in the morning I really have to think about don't forget the jacket now it is Wednesday and it's two days before my scan results and I'm beginning to feel a little bit anxious so guess what it's nine o'clock when I'm recording this so I'm going to sign off right now and I'm going to do some tapping meditations to get my cortisol levels down which is the hormone I believe that creates the anxiety because I need to sleep properly. Sleep tight, everybody, and I'll be back tomorrow, which is Thursday, one day before my scan. I'm not going to lie, it's Thursday the 8th of June and I've had a completely sleepless night last night thinking about my scan results. There's somewhere deep in my soul, I know I'm going to be okay, but then I'm battling with, are you going to be okay? Are you really, really, really going to be okay? Wow, it's a bit of an anomaly for me at the moment because you're going in to have a scan on your brain and you don't know what's going to come out. So suffice to say, I was absolutely bloody knackered in work. I could barely keep my eyes open and I really did think about what the outcome could be. But I guess we can't predict that until we get to it. Yeah, I'm feeling a little bit like that today. I'm really tired. And then I had a thought about LinkedIn, which is a professional social media channel, which most people know, I think. I thought, could it be the next dating forum, the new dating forum? And I say that because there's a guy that reached out to me on LinkedIn who I happened to see on dating sites. And I thought, oh gosh, the world is so small. Please, why do you want to speak to me? And actually, it was a totally, totally valid reason. But that was a bit of a weird one. But that made me laugh. I do actually like LinkedIn, I realise, seeing what people are doing. There's some people are quite narcissistic about what they say, do and big up themselves. But on the whole, LinkedIn is really good. And so if you haven't got a LinkedIn profile, and especially if you run your own business, you never know who's going to pick it up because this person wants some marketing consultancy. So just as I'm thinking about going in to do X, Y and Z, they may want me to do some work for them. So that's cool. I ended the date. No, check this out. I wore these new pair of super gra canvas shoes with a nice outfit today. No socks, not half cut socks. Oh my God, I don't do blisters. I don't get blisters. And guess what, peeps? I got blisters. I thought having a headache was bad, but I realised walking around with 
a blister is no fun. I had to speak to reception because I was in the client's office again today and say, have you got any blister, uh, any plasters? Thank goodness, because I was meeting a friend after work and I must admit, I was, wasn't was feeling it and then I was feeling it because it was really sunny again. Put the blisters, sorry, put the plasters on and everything was revealed. Uh, this is really tedious, but I'm just giving you my diary. Anyway, went to meet this friend for a drink, went to a beautiful hotel called the Hoxton, had a few cocktails, had a bit of a nibble, deep chat and really and truly I wanted to find a terrace in London but it ain't easy in London when it's hot everybody and their mother's out so I had some drinks and then got a train home now this is where women we need to really check it you know when we're coming home from places because I felt really good but I was on the train the journey's only about I don't know 19 minutes I didn't park my car at the station and to be fair I had been drinking so it wouldn't have been a great idea I'm walking back home which the walk from the station is pretty safe you know lit roads and takes under 10 minutes for me to walk it well I did have some blisters on my feet but I'm walking and I can hear this behind me it's a guy on a skateboard older guy you know I'd say mid-30s and he went into the off license to buy something and so did I some chewing gum I wanted but they didn't even have any chewing gum so I step back out and this guy's behind me and he comes up by the side of me and starts walking he's not on his skateboard he's carrying it with two cans of lager and he says to me oh hi have you had a beautiful day uh and I I say yeah it's cool thank you and I said what about you I'm just in a nice spirit I'm not even thinking okay so then he says you know I decided I needed a day off today I work on a building site in Shoreditch which is in East London which has got a lot of history for those outside the UK and he said I've been working on it since January which for a builder is quite good to get a long job like that especially after lockdown or during lockdown when literally these people had no money coming in because nothing was being built and then buildings were being left unfinished and now it seems to be all resumed again anyway so he says to me as a builder what do you do I said oh, I do a bit of marketing and I always know the response people don't know what the hell it is and then he says he's walking quite close to me at this point which started to make me feel a bit uncomfortable and he says god you're really beautiful I'd love to kiss you and I went whoa I stepped away from him now he was a little bit drunk I think or on something just a little bit nothing mad but the way he said it made me feel uncomfortable and I just said oh he said I'm kind of sorry can I carry on I said well that's not going to happen and he said oh can I carry on speaking to you so I'm walking now I'm looking left right and thinking where can I go that's not obvious I'm about six minutes from my house he's talking and I'm just feeling really uncomfortable now because he said that and I thought I've got to do something so I said look I just live over there I pointed to the other side of the road which I don't live and I said, so I'm just going to cross over the road. To be fair, he didn't follow or keep watching me to see where I was going. He just kept going. But I just want a message to women, especially younger women or any woman actually in London. Yes, we should be empowered to go anywhere, dress how we like and do anything. The reality is that guy could have been very innocent or he could have been really bad. Now, the road was quite busy I was on, so I wouldn't have had any problems like running into the road screaming or whatever. But it's sad that why would you say that to a lone woman walking on her own? And that uncomfortable feeling that I got. And here's a joke, right? I walked really slowly on the opposite side of the road. He wasn't particularly walking that fast because he's obviously a little bit drunk or been on something. And I see him go into another off license 
little bit further down because our road's so fucking posh. We got loads of bloody off licenses on it, which is for those who don't know, in America, it's a liquor store. In the UK, an off license is uh, they sell booze and they sell confectionery, crisps, and whatever else they throw in the mix. And some of them are open till about half 10, 11 o'clock, which is when our licensing laws usually go to 11 o'clock at night. Anyway, he goes into this off license, he carries on walking. Uh, no, he goes into this off license. And I thought, let me speed up and get to my house. So I get inside my house and there was a big sense of relief. I put my bags down, take my coat off and think, right, let me put the bins out because we've got the bin men coming the next day. And just as I'm going to put the bin out, I see him coming up the road past my house. So I quickly slammed the door, then ran to my front room window to have a look to see if he passed and he passed. But can you imagine? And actually, he didn't even look behind. So that was my Thursday drama. And women, ladies, let's be safe when you're coming home from somewhere. Don't take it for granted when you say I've walked this route many a time because actually what I usually do is drive to the station and drive myself home and monitor my drink just so that and the drive it would take four minutes but I'm sorry I'm not going to let that happen again and I didn't do an impromptu go out that night this one was planned so I was a bit stupid roll on tomorrow it's nearly half past nine when I'm recording this now and I'm starting to feel really anxious about tomorrow but I've got a lovely friend who's coming with me who I hope will hear things that I may not hear if it's bad news. Peace. Oh my God, it's Friday the 9th of June, my last entry for this podcast episode. And it's all about my scan results if I'm honest. I got up this morning quite late. I was so tired. Got the train, went to the specialist eye hospital, met my friend. She's a darling, Tracy, who said she'd come and support me because sometimes if we receive news or they're telling us information, we don't hear. We just hear whatever we want to hear. We got there at 10 o'clock and we started making jokes in the waiting room because there weren't many people in there. We got there early and then I was summoned to see the nurse who took my pressure for my eyes and at this point I'm not feeling scared actually because I got my friend with me and I think it's my way of dealing with some potential news that I don't know what that news is going to look like because I just seem to be really in high spirits but it was nice to have somebody there with me. I then get called in by the consultant and he was like the nutty professor. He was so cool from Germany or Poland or Austria and he had some trainees with him but he said just to let you know I'm not the eye consultant I'm a brain consultant and because I was in the department of neuropathy and I must admit when I heard that I just thought oh god even though I saw neurology sorry neuropathy neurology (laughs) god I'm going mad it's been a long day it's been a long day anyway he sat me down he went through some bits and he said I've got your scans but I just want to do some tests and he, he was talking to the student as well which I found really nice and I just sat there and my friend was brilliant because she was asking questions and I have so much respect for these people I mean seriously they were doing algebra and mathematics to calculate my eyelid depth 
from my pupil. It was insane. So what pisses me off in this country is that our doctors are not paid enough or any medical staff. And for the knowledge that they go through, and I've got this guy who's like God in front of me, I just like, I get overwhelmed. And this was why it was really good for me to have somebody with me. Because it's happened before. I'm so overwhelmed with their knowledge, etc., etc. I I just feel that I shouldn't ask them anything because they are God. And actually, that's not the case. So what happened is then he said, right, scan results. He said, let me just read the report. So he's reading through the report. He said, brain. This time, my friend's holding my hand because just to say what we thought the problem was. The nerve that goes from my eye ran to the back of the brain, up through the shoulder, down through the back, up through the chest, up through the neck, across the lungs, all this kind of palaver. It's an awkward nerve. So when he said brain clear, oh, it's almost like you're winning that game prize when they give you that result. It was insane. Then he said, right, let's move down to the neck to see if you've had a stroke and we can't, and it's come out by the eye. Because my eye, by the way, sorry, I forgot to say, has been a bit droopy and you can see it. And there is a word for it called so, uh, ptosis, P-T-S-O-I-S-I-S. Plus, they'd already mentioned that I might have Horner's syndrome, which is where the nerve is blocked and therefore it's not making the eye open. Neck clear. It's almost like a friend and I wanted to jump. Then he got to the lung or the clavicle, which is the front part of your chest, high above, just below your neck. And he said, have you smoked before? And I said, yes, when I was younger. Have you this? Have you that? Which side do you wear your seatbelt on? I said, well, we're in this country. So right hand side, it's the left hand side of my face. That wasn't that. I said, but there is a bit of pain in this area. So I think I have got something trapped in there, which I need to. But he said, it's all clear. So basically, the scan that took an hour in this horrible cylinder it's an MRI scan there are no underlying conditions and let me tell you something when the doctor said to me that it's like we wanted to punch the air and he said however cosmetically now do you want to get that addressed in terms of your eyelid I said yes please so it was really cool because he's dictating a letter into his dictaphone saying I have diagnosed da, 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 stop blah, blah 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 stop I just oh my god it was like I was part of this movie and I realized how stressed I'd been I realized how stressed I'd been because when I came out of there with my friend I kind of shed a little tear and she hugged me and said Tina when he mentioned cancer on the lung could it be that and then he test he asked something else and he said no it's not that he was so thorough right down to does it feel dry underneath your eye sometimes on the skin I said yes he said okay it's Horner's he just knew exactly what it was and my next stage now is to look at cosmetic surgery on my eye which apparently is painless so they say I'm an eye freak and to get my eyelid lifted back up and he recommended some nose drops for my nose because it's always blocked up on that side in a nutshell people your health do not take it for granted this just came out of the blue seven weeks ago and I thought it was to do with hay fever and that there was an infection or something I've got this syndrome but what was interesting actually is that the nurse that was taking the pressure of my eyes before I saw God aka consultant had said she has got cataracts and the reason why she told us because when she was looking at stuff on her computer I said girl do you want me to read 
what's on the screen for you in, and put the data in. And she laughed and she said, I woke up three weeks ago and I couldn't barely see. So the cataracts are the lens in the eye that can fail and so many people have it. And it's known particularly in older people. And she said she can't even get prescription glasses until they deal with the cataract problem because there's no point. And it made me give thanks again. It made me, made me give thanks. My message again, your health is your wealth. Look after yourselves. I'm not saying this was the most dynamic of podcasts, but I did want to do this one as a diary because today was big for me and I've exhaled. I took my friend for lunch. It was blistering hot most of the day. I'm finishing off this podcast and I'm going to go and have a glass of wine and celebrate the weekend and wait for the next letter to come that says, Tina, can you come in and we'll do a consultation for your eyelid. On that, my beautiful people, keep listening, keep dreaming, keep focused. Take good care of yourself. Until the next time. 